0: Welcome to Heart Health Radio with Board Certified Cardiologist and Internal Medicine Specialist, Dr. Franklin Weefall. Heart Health Radio. Heart Health Radio. Oh, oh, oh. HeartHealthRadio.com. Heart Health Radio. Heart Health Radio is meant for information purposes only. Before taking any action, talk to your doctor. This is Heart Health Radio.
1: We are on, on an unusual night. Producing this show on a Friday. For Another broadcast. Friday
2: night, and I ain't got nobody.
1: <laughs> We're doing the show, and we'd love to have you listening. Really. I. You know what I thought of the other day? I'm going to introduce it's, the it's show. It's
2: so strange to be here on a Friday night, but yeah. I'm
1: happy. I thought to myself, self, the weird thing self? about this part of the show or this show is that we are who we are. All the time, the same as we are on the radio. Yeah, we're not trying to put on airs, even though he's gone to Princeton.
2: The only thing that I put on, yeah, is my headphones.
1: Okay. Yes. <laughs> I mean, and, and, and I, then, I've got my scrubs on. Yeah, good for you. I put them on. All right. So we're going to talk about a couple of things: some sad, some unbelievable, some surprising. Bob Saget died of head trauma. Yeah, I would not have guessed that. He, I mean, we were all expecting what? You, you were expecting heart attack, right? You were saying, well, uh, you know.
2: Or, you know, an arrhythmia, uh, which is where your electricity goes haywire but, and the heart can't pump
1: anymore. But that's not it. That's not it. That's not it. Gum disease have been linked to dementia and... A uh, standard dental cleaning is important for you for a yeah, lot of reasons. It's
2: uh, just been linked to stroke risk.
1: Really? Yeah. Okay. Dr. Macon Singletary of North Raleigh Periodontics will be in studio in a few minutes. Uh, we're going to start with the rapid decisions to end mask mandates. Now, this and other mandates because in Canada right now.
2: Ooh, they're having trouble.
1: The provinces are Ending some of their their mandates for truckers. And they're doing it because there's a big protest in Canada, in Ottawa. And everybody who says Ottawa. Ottawa. It's not. It's Ottawa. That's how they say it. The truckers' protest and other things, I think polling data, is causing people to change their minds about masks.
2: Absolutely. Is there
1: any medical news over the last week?
2: That could, have caused,
1: that could have caused people to change their mind about masks.
2: Well, uh, yeah. Uh, it turns out they really don't work. Okay. Um, the cloth masks especially. And someone was calling it face decorations. Yeah. You know. What I really loved was that picture of, what's her name, Stacey Abrams? No. Yeah,
1: could From have been. Georgia. Oh, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Here she is smiling. Yes. Teeth showing. Yes. She's so great. She read these Five-year-old kids, a story in right. school. Right. And all behind them, all the kids are wearing cloth masks, and, and she's not. It's, uh, And, you know, she's – in fact, she was quoted, yeah. you know, saying we've got yeah. to keep up the mask mandates in school to prevent death from COVID. Right.
1: But she won't wear one. All right. I want you to listen to a piece of audio from Las Vegas. Small children. These are children in an elementary school, and the first voice you hear – is their teacher Starting tomorrow we don't have to wear masks anymore <laughs> They look to be look to be about 7 Everybody years old Yeah okay 7 years old and they were told by their teacher you don't have to wear masks as of tomorrow. Yeah, those kids went nuts.
2: Well, now, it was like the, it was like what I was like when you get out of school for the end right. of the year. Exactly. You know, I the, can't. You know, I I have gotten to the point. I'm going to tell you the truth. I can't yeah. stand the masks anymore. Yeah. I just can't stand it. But what do I do when I walk into the um, grocery store in, in my apartment building, the Harris Theater? Yeah, I put it on. Yeah. <clears throat> now, why do I do that? I am not going to just go nuts and not follow the guidelines Mm -hmm. and Harris Teeter says you must wear a mask now I would say I'm in the minority now Mm -hmm. and nobody says anything whereas six months ago you didn't wear your mask they asked you to leave so I think there's so much mask fatigue that people are now saying you're not wearing a mask okay but I'm not going to do it. I uh, listen, yeah. you never know when there's a hidden camera from the medical board and oh, gosh. I, I'm not
1: wearing a mask. Yeah, that would be bad.
2: It would be very bad. Yeah, so I'm wearing it.
1: Luckily, there is no radio board, so I can't get in trouble at all, but my wife always tells me, "Grab a mask. We're going into Walmart. Grab a mask." And it's about 50%. You know, and this is on the eastern edge of Wake County and you know, 50% of the people are just walking around, no masks. I think it's all going to fall by the wayside in a hurry. And the the idea that even in, well, in Canada, they're doing it, they're doing it for truckers, mandatory shots. Anybody who said mandatory shots, I think you're going to end up with a situation where that might not.
2: It's not going to happen. It, I it, mean, <clears throat> let, me, let me just say the, the thing that shocked me more than anything else. Was the booster now. Yeah. Uh, you had your third shot. hmm And what comes out a month later? You're going to need a fourth shot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what are they basing it on? They're basing it on the antibody levels. hmm Okay? And so that's not how you figure it out. And they said, oh, yeah, well, the third shot does protect you from hospitalization, but the antibody levels fall. Yeah. So you better get a fourth shot. Oh, well, sure. And- Remember, immunity is not just the amount of antibodies in your bloodstream. The The immune cells that produce the antibodies, they go to sleep, you know? Mm-hmm. They're getting a nice little rest. But the great thing about our immune system is the T cells, which kill. I mean, they're just primed to kill by yeah. themselves. Yeah. But they also wake up the antibody-producing cells who produce billions and billions of antibodies in a heartbeat, literally, A heartbeat. So, you know, who is pushing this? And I got to ask myself, all of the therapies that were poo-pooed and Mm -hmm. said were dangerous and you're going to kill yourself by eating horse paste, Mm -hmm. they're generic. And, you Mm -hmm. know, you can't make money off of
3: them. Mm -hmm.
2: All the ones that they push cost thousands of dollars for dosing. And who makes money off of it? Now, don't get me wrong, okay? These medicines are great medicines. Yeah. The the monoclonals, um, the Paxlovid that just came out from Pfizer. Right. But if you've noticed that all the studies that are positive for the medicines that are generic, right. that some scientists felt worked well, were all pushed under the rug, and the negative studies that. Many scientists believe were not performed correctly, mm-hmm. or were not performed on the right people. Were touted. This is a negative study.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, you know, there's big money in COVID. If you haven't noticed, no, Pfizer stock what tripled. Yeah, uh, Moderna, you know, quadrupled. And yes, they deserve to make money. They did wonderful things. They produced in a heartbeat, literally. i Yeah, saying that. Uh, the vaccines, yeah. the Paxlovid, which is the pill now, it's like it's amazing, right? And it's wonderful, but you have to realize that there is money to be made in COVID, right? And so, what you need to understand is that when you start hearing you need a fourth shot, a fifth shot, you need a shot every year.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You need,
2: you know, you need to wear a mask that's made specifically as a KN95 that costs $7 a piece, okay, ask yourself, do you really need to do this, or is somebody who's going to benefit telling you to do it?
1: I have a question for you. Uh Last Uh week Uh I was not on the show because I tested positive for COVID. You look good. You know, you've got a ruddy complexion. Do you suppose that I had it? Is it is the only? It was a PCR test. Yeah. So it was a real test. It wasn't, yeah. a, you know, yeah. a rinky-dink test. It was done at a hospital. Yeah. The whole idea was, I took it not because I felt sick, but because it was had
2: to be screened.
1: Right. I was doing a pre-op appointment. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did I was I was I sick?
2: Uh, you were not sick, but you were infected, and there's a big difference. Um, if I tested you right now. Yeah. For any number of viruses right. in your schnoz, yeah. uh, you be don't. positive.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, we are exposed to trillions of viruses every second of our life. We have viruses running around our bodies as it is. Yeah. Yeah. So the nice thing about what you did is you got vaccinated. You yeah. got boosted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've got your diabetes under control. Mm-hmm. You've got your weight down. Your cardiovascular status is good. So, therefore, you got the infection, but your body fought it off. And, hey, it's fanta- It's what it's supposed to do. Okay. So, I, yeah, your PCR test was positive. The, the thing that I don't know is whether you really sh- should have needed to quarantine. Right. Because it's not clear that people who are fully vaccinated who test positive really can spread it. Right. So that's one of the big questions we don't have an answer to. But um, I I hope that people realize the the COVID fatigue that we're all experiencing yeah. is real. Mm-hmm. Two years of this, two I, I I can't believe it. Right, two years. Right, and it seems like yesterday. I remember it was a January. We were walking upstairs. We were talking about what was going to be on the show. Yes, and Dave goes, "We got to talk about COVID." And I just thought to myself, you mean that thing in China? Yeah, that thing in China. That yeah. thing in China? Yep. And next thing you know, I was wrong about how it was going to affect our our country. So was Dr. Fauci and a, right. you know, a bunch of other scientists. But we are going to have to realize this is not going to go away completely. This is mm-hmm. not.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: The genie, the COVID genie, yes. is out of the bottle. It's going to mutate again. We have to live, and we have to move on.
1: I want to talk about a lot of things tonight. You want to talk about some things, but mostly, you want to take some phone calls. Absolutely. 919-860-9783. Coming up later on the program, Dr. Macon Singletary of North Raleigh Periodontics in studio. That's at at about 730. We're going to talk about Bob Saget in just a little bit. Uh, It's just terrible news, and I... We've I just... really like him. Yeah. Great guy. Yeah. We'll talk about that coming up in just a moment. This is Heart Health Radio. You're listening to Heart Health Radio with Dr. Franklin. We follow the millennia cardiovascular Hello sir. Hey, we, had, hey. we we had somebody to shame and I just can't find the the article but there was a, a, a let me just give you the the bare bones of it. If I donated a kidney to somebody. Yeah. First of all nobody would want my kidney but yeah I, your kidneys fine. Okay. Oh if, wait a minute.
2: Wait a minute. Yeah, that's right. You're having okay, some kidney problems. <laughs>
1: Well on second On thought, the one I, on the one hand, you're uh, perfectly yeah. healthy. On the other hand, Dave, nobody uh, wants your yeah, parts. Nobody wants your kidney. Okay. Would I have to pay a copay? Would I have to pay okay. as the here's, donor
2: here's the deal. Okay. When you are donating a kidney right. to a recipient, the recipient's insurance pays for your medical care. Okay. So suppose we're a match and you need a kidney. Well, mm-hmm. I got a really good kidney. I'm sure just really good yeah. I, if you were a positive yeah then i'd donate i'd s- think seriously about donating well, your kidney thank you thank you for so very you much. have blue cross blue shield state health insurance
1: you're looking it up and yeah.
2: so once they agreed to pay for your kidney transplant right. they would have to pay for my hospitalization my pre-op you know clearance and screening right and then the post-op care sure so this guy donates his kidney And apparently, the anesthesiologist who put him to sleep for the kidney donation wasn't in the network, and they didn't tell him.
0: Right.
1: So? So?
2: The guy got a bill for $13,000 for being put to sleep. Now, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Did you know during open heart surgery, quite frequently, the anesthesiologist gets more money than the cardiac surgeon now? Really? Oh my God! Yes, and what's happened is the anesthesiologists have been very, very smart in Raleigh, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Did you know that the anesthesiologists have one group, and they're at every single hospital.
1: Ah.
2: So when you get a monopoly, yeah, so you can charge whatever you want. Yeah, and for a while there, Blue Cross refused to pay their um, charges, and so they dropped, you know, dropped out of Blue Cross. And so they had to get the money from the patients themselves. Now that lasted yeah. about six months. That's
1: hard. Yeah.
2: But it's amazing. They get three hundred percent of Medicare reimbursement. So Medicare reimbursement is a fixed amount. Yeah. Okay. So I I could bill a thousand dollars for an office visit and I'm gonna get eighty nine seventy five.
3: Mm, okay. okay. All right.
2: So eighty nine dollars and seventy nine cents. Yeah. So, when I negotiated my contract with Blue Cross Blue Shield, I get 160% of Medicare for a commercially insured patient. Okay. okay. Which is okay. I mean, it's not as much as other cardiology groups get because they have more bargaining power than I do, but they get 300% of Medicare. Right. And so that's more than anybody. I mean, anybody. And the reason is, is they all were smart. They band, banded together. And, and, you know, the problem with cardiologists yeah. try to band, they all hate each other.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that yeah, explains I mean,
2: that. you know, so uh, they all did, <laughs> not all of them, but a lot of them <laughs> got together because they cut us right. 40% um, on January 1st, 2010. Yes. When the initiation of, of the Obamacare revolution. So what that did was drive a lot of people into hospital programs. And the reason is, if you're in a hospital, you get what's called a facilities fee. So they get their $89 and 70 some cents for their office visit, but then on top of that, they get 125 bucks. Right. It's called a facilities fee to pay for the facility that they use in the hospital. Okay. Well, I have a facility too.
1: You do. I don't get that. You pay the heat and lights yeah. and everything. Yeah. So
2: just remember, if you are going to a doctor who is in a hospital situation and their office is at the hospital ground, you're going to fork out 125 extra dollars. Yeah. Now usually insurance will cover that, but Medicare will only cover 80 percent of that. So okay. All right. that All right. is the
1: difference. We talk about Bob Saget. Yeah. Just let's talk a couple about of Bob. minutes. This is. I don't want to get into you know yeah, yeah. conspiracy theories no, no, and Elvis and you know stuff I don't like have that. Any. It's
2: just amazing. He
1: this guy died not of a heart attack. A heart attack head or trauma. A, he died of head trauma.
2: And not only did he die of head trauma, his skull was fractured in several places.
1: How does that happen?
2: Well, I you know um, I don't know, but in order for someone to fracture their skull in a um, Hotel room. Yeah, the force applied would be very high. So you've seen people get hit over the head with a baseball bat. Yeah, um, unfortunately, we've seen that now because uh, there's so much violence in the world. It's on YouTube every day. Sure, that frequently does not result in a skull fracture. He didn't get a hit in the head with a baseball bat. Wow, and that's tremendous force. So the only thing, and again, please don't quote me because I don't know what happened. But in my mind, I can only visualize somebody slipping on a wet um, tile floor yeah. and falling up into the air and then slamming their head against a um, you know, like a, a table or a counter. But in my mind, um, wouldn't he become unconscious? And, then, and I guess that, that he might have become unconscious – and was very groggy yeah. and just got up and lay down on the bed and right. did not realize that he was you know bleeding into
1: his brain. Okay, so the message for fellas like me is unsteady on our feet and be uh, very careful on tile floors. Yeah, but, uh, but but how do you know you've injured yourself so
0: you badly
2: don't. that And see he was by himself. Right. If somebody had been there with him and realized that he Hit his head so hard, they would have called 911. Right. And I would say this um, to people, yeah. is that be very careful in your home. I mean, you know, falling down the stairs is, hmm. is a uh, recognizable um, uh, type of death. Um, if you look at, you know, the top 100 ways of getting killed in this country, a right. heart attack is number one. Right. But on that list is falling down the stairs. I mean, homes are, you can think about it, they're pretty dangerous places. Yeah. Um, people die in bathtubs, okay? Yeah. Uh, people fall down the stairs. I can remember um, a lady, its just really great lady. The grandkids came. Yeah. And they're playing on the floor, and she had a hardwood floor. Right. She didn't see a crayon, oh okay? My. Oh, my. And so she steps on the crayon. It's like, you know, the, stepping on a banana peel. Right. And flipped up in the air and landed her head oh on the hardwood floor and died from it. So, yes, it can happen, yep. and we need to be very careful in our homes. If you're elderly, get rid of your throw rugs, okay? Mm-hmm. Because the you can slip on those yep. and hit the side. Um, you got to be very careful about um, uh, tables, you know, jutting out and trip on those, right? And, you know, be very careful yeah. in your home because okay. you could die in your home.
1: All right. We've got a lot of things that we can talk about. We're going to talk with Dr. Macon Singletary of North Raleigh Periodotics in just a moment. We've got a story here. Cannabis brain damage in teens may not be reversible. And we're going to talk about there's a shot coming up for cholesterol. Oh,
2: my gosh. You got to hear this.
1: And cannabis brain damage in teens may not be reversible what'd you say something about something about cannabis brain damage what cannabis brain damage in teens may not be reversible
2: Uh, did
1: i mention that before
2: uh uh, i did
1: mention that didn't i
2: what is hey dude (laughs) what does reversible mean
1: i mean we're joking around (laughs) about it but some poor guy some poor guy somewhere tonight is destroying brain cells according to this study
2: probably listening to show. the show only, the only way they can make
0: it through is to be high
1: there were two or three people <laughs> laughing saying no that's not true all right back in just a moment
0: welcome to heart health with board certified cardiologist and internal medicine specialist dr franklin Weefall. call us with your health questions at 919-860-9783 Heart Health Radio
1: with Dr. Franklin Weefall, the Millennia Cardiovascular, and now with Dr. Macon Singletary of North Raleigh Periodontics. Hi, how you doing?
4: Better than I deserve. Yeah. Welcome back to the party.
1: Yeah. yeah you
4: it's haven't so, been on in a while, have you? No, no. What have I've, you been doing? Eating bonbons and watching Oprah. Oh, okay. Good for you. And, no. But I have
1: never heard that expression before. Eating bonbons? Right. Eating
2: bonbons <laughs> and watching Oprah. But, you,
1: but, but you've but go you got a dynamic practice. Are you the the sole practitioner, the sole doctor there? Yeah, same you. Yeah. I
2: mean, you know, I've got assistants, <clears throat> but, you know, I mean, it's great. Um I, there, are a, there is a dental group in town, mm-hmm. begins with an R, ends with an E. And, I mean, there must be, what, 20 offices, 30 offices? And, and I mean, is it because of the debt that dental students have? They, I was told hmm. that the debt that dental students have from their school loan, they can't afford to buy a practice. And so they just get employed and employed and employed. And I hear some of these guys get a BMW along with their job.
1: All right, let's find out.
2: I'm going to dental just to get a BMW.
4: Well, it's probably debt, but it's also, you know, that to run a practice, that's what my wife is doing right now. She's doing admin work. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And, And it's Friday night, Yeah. Too. Right now, she yeah. is doing books. books. She's
1: billing. And she's let me making ask you a sure question. the heat and lights are taken care of. She's running what's not really a small business, but she's running a, a business. It's, right.
4: a, it's a million dollars business, several-million-dollar business. And, and not many people who who professionals that come out want to handle that. Yeah. Well, it, And I've
2: said this before. that When I was in med school, the number one residency to get into be the mm-hmm. hardest one you'd be top your class <coughs> it was neurosurgery the second was cardiac surgery okay yeah. Yeah. you had to be number two in your class to get into those things yeah. you know what it is now what dermatology and when i was in med school uh... dermatology was on the totem pole down below and so you know dermatology <laughs> was you know I went to my dermatology rotation, and I learned it right away. If it's dry, wet it. If it's wet, dry it. If you don't know what it is, don't touch it, and always test for syphilis. There. You are a dermatologist. Now, you have to be number one in your class. And why is that? It's nine to four, no call, and it's mostly cash now. Because what did dermatologists do now? I don't know. Botox and lip filler. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. You know? I always do that.
2: And then there's the Mohs procedure where you shave a little bit, look on, you know, and you create this big hole yeah. in the cheek because you're trying to find out where the cancer stopped. Mm-hmm. That's 3000 bucks, you know. But anyway, let's get back
1: let's, <coughs> to... Give me an idea of the l- length and breadth of what we can expect at North Raleigh Periodontics. Yes. In other words... You walk in the door, what happens? I'm go- I, Do I see you every six months, every three
4: months for tooth cleaning you you'll see me all the time but, yeah. you, but when you walk through the front door you're going to see a, a smiling face and somebody Good. is greeting you and they're happy to see wait, you wait, wait, wait. you have a greeter I have a uh, individual at the front. I thought maybe you were rating Wa- uh, Walmart now and borrowing <laughs> oh, their greeters. No, no, no.
2: Uh, they better have nice teeth, though, right? I tell you, well, is that is that part of the the contract that they're going to be your greeter, but they have to have really nice uh, teeth?
4: No, they have to understand that we're there to serve and not be served. I'm
2: just joking yeah. with you.
4: Well, then, then you you come in and you know you you talk about dementia um, mm-hmm. when a person comes through my door. They come in thinking, okay, it's either been referred or they heard me on the radio and they want to find out what's going on. Right. And a periodontal disease, a periodontal exam is what will happen first. Now, mm-hmm. some people come in for unit procedures that, yeah. that, you know, we go straight into what what they came for. But most of the people come in and they need to be evaluated. And right. we blend the medical history with the oral exam, which is, taking that that little medieval torture device we call a probe <clears throat> I'm gentle I know that thing yeah yeah, yeah. it's it's good that you it's know because you know, that's the way we are able to tell if there's something going on in between the tooth and the gum mm-hmm. and you've got
1: to you've got to measure something don't y- you yes
4: and then yeah. we look at the x-rays and we combine I combine those three things the medical right. history the oral exam right. and the x-rays and plus they'll come in and they may say this is hurting Amen. And I try to address that first. Yeah. But we've got to do all that.
2: I think the thing that people need to understand is that gum health affects everything Mm -hmm. in your body. And what I'm learning as a cardiologist and uh, as someone who handles vascular disease in general is that your gums and your gut, Mm -hmm. and they're linked, okay? The bacteria that just fester in those gums lead to inflammation, which is, you know, if you want to come out with any word from this show in terms of bad health from COVID to heart disease, it's chronic inflammation. And there's a great study that just came out, and believe it or not, it's called the Premier Study. It was people who've had strokes. And what they found out, if you cleaned your teeth, for every three months, uh, every three months, your risk of a stroke was much lower, and I think that this is something that I'm going to shout from the rooftops. Right, is make sure your gums and your teeth are healthy. It's going to be and it's going to have an impact on whether you have a stroke, whether you have a heart attack. Uh, it's going to be an impact on your longevity. Right, and so I mean that's why I love having making here because you know people think what's a guy. You know who deals with gums? Doing on a heart show. Well, we talk about all sorts of things besides hearts because I'm internal medicine. But this is the key thing. What Macon does is is life saving. Right. It's not just you know to save your teeth.
1: So, so he talks about the the cleaning. <clears throat> is, it, is it every three months for, typically for somebody? Should should they see you every three months? If they if they're susceptible. What's what's the normal? Thing? My gums are very healthy. Yep. What's the normal?
2: What should I do? Cuz I haven't I been I went to a dentist just in, just about a week ago cuz I broke a tooth off where I'd had a filling put in when I was 14. Yeah. He was able to recreate a tooth with stuff and not have to put a uh, what's that called? A crown. Yeah. It's just amazing.
4: Yeah, it's but right. he looked at my gums and said they were just great.
1: Okay, so he, is he on the 3 month schedule?
4: Not necessarily. No. no. If you he, if he evaluated and probed around your teeth and your probing depths were zero to three millimeters or less and your gums didn't bleed, yeah, twice a year is enough. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's all about growth of bacteria and manipulating it. And if you got areas deeper than three millimeters, we call them pockets, mm-hmm. you can't get to that yourself at home. Okay. So once that's evaluated, then more frequent cleanings would be appropriate. The two most important parts of maintaining gum tissue health and overall, systemic health is what you do at home, Yeah, brushing. Once a day is not enough. Yeah, I tell patients four times a day. Okay.
2: I do, too. Yeah. Four uh, times a day. When I get up day. and then I floss, okay, then I yeah. use a rinse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then when I, before I go to bed, I just brush.
1: Yeah, the reason, And is there any benefit to using those water pick? And I'm using you a know, generic term. that's a great term. thing. But is the, a
4: water pick good for the gums or not? Anything you do in your mouth is yep. good for the gums oh okay oh wait a minute. that's what I, I tried to tell somebody i'm gonna I, get the t-shirts i'm, I'm, from I'm durham. gonna get the I, t-shirts we used made toothpicks when i was growing up. toothpicks okay what'd you do we, toothpicks i, I didn't Toopics. know i didn't know what floss as, was as my dad used something called a stimulant. Uh, well this is a, durham that's like a value this is a durham stimulant. it's just a wooden <laughs> pick that, the stimulant's fancy what it. about a corn cob <laughs> no, <laughs> no i'll, I'll tell I'll, you what
1: I'll tell you what the edge of a this takes me back, my the old, all the old people in my life it was the edge of a matchbook, of course, right? They would go, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah.
4: G, grandpa, that looks that. great at the dinner table. I can yeah. see that. But
1: you're telling me anything that's going to get that stuff off the teeth. It's the physical removal. Good. It's yeah. the
4: physical removal. You know, people who have manual dexterity issues, water picks an adjunct. Yeah, but I tr- I believe in the Kiss principle. Keep it simple. Yeah. It's the bristle of the brush. It's the thread of the floss. Yeah. And, yes, water picks are fine. Yeah. You know, straight in. You don't want to You know,
2: let d- d- tell you something. I'm guilty of something. Hmm. I only flaw- floss the front teeth. I hardly ever go into the back. That's bad, isn't it? I should go every tooth, right? Yeah, well, there's an old saying, floss the teeth you want to keep. <laughs> I, 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 I lost that one, but it was, you know, that filling was pretty amazing. And he said that that had mercury in it. It was a an fill- amalgam. An yeah, amalgam
4: but that doesn't get into your system? Mm, no. Once 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 it's amalgamated, it's pretty much bound up. Yeah. Um, it, it's more of an issue when they take it out. Uh-huh. But when it's in there, I mean, they've been doing amalgam restorations for years. Yeah.
1: All right. So so we talk about we talk about typical visits. Yeah. Let's talk about the extreme on the other, yeah. the other side. What's the what worst other things thing do you that do? can
2: happen? You haven't taken care of your gums. They're full of pl- uh, What's it called? That's not plaque. It's tartar, right? I think
1: it's called gunk. Gunk.
2: Mm-hmm. Tartar and isn't. you got pits everywhere, and <laughs> every
4: time you brush, you're bleeding. <laughs> what do you do? How can you fix that? Yeah, so <laughs> when you evaluate somebody, you got to determine, first of all, in our office, you know, how, what's the diagnosis? Is it early, moderate, advanced? And, yeah. so, and so I call it the b- golf bag of treatment options. I'm not a golfer, I'm too uncoordinated. The putter is the antibiotic <laughs> club. You can get around the course with a putter, but not very effectively. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But the antibiotic club, you know, it, it may be. You have to if they are bleeding and swelling, and right. there's issues with um, the surrounding, the gingival tissues weeping. You know, then you got to get on it real quick. I mean, yeah. So, but it's the physical manipulation. You eventually, you got to get into it. You know, you can, what we call root planing or deep scaling. Mm. It, yeah. It's, it's, And it's when you do that,
2: when you get between the gum and the tooth and you really, you know, ream it out, how long does it take for that gum to get healthy and, and, you know, come back down on the tooth?
4: It, it varies from person to person, but using about four to six weeks, okay. you'll see improvement. Most people, when they come in, like we do a half mouth at a time, yeah, they'll come back a week later and they're, they're going, I can tell the difference. Yeah. Right. You talked
2: before about saline uh, gargling, mm-hmm. you know, and and rinsing. Right? Shouldn't we be, if, you know, and the concept is that it it bursts the bacteria because of the saline exposure. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't we all be doing that? Yeah. I mean, again, it's the. Main... Has there been any studies that show that prevents, um, you know, gum trouble in the future? Because that'd be an easy thing to do, right? Saline. Just make your salt solution and. Yeah. <laughs> Not with my
1: up. blood pressure.
2: No, you don't swallow it, dude. Swish and spit. You yes, don't? Yeah, swish and spit.
1: <laughs> yeah. You guys are guys are telling me something every, new every day. Yeah. yeah.
4: I,
2: I, You know, yeah. last time you were here, you talked about that. And I thought to myself, well, why don't we all do
4: that? You know, that's, that's a good thing to do. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to get the... What, Le Bleu to give me a saline bottles, you know. Yeah, that's a good idea. I rinse my nose out, my
2: sinuses. I have really bad allergies. Yeah. And I use this thing called, um, what is it called? Navage. Yeah, but there's a name. Uh, the Neil Med. N-E-I-L, Neil Med. It's a plastic bottle.
1: Yeah.
2: It has a packet of salt. So you, you you know, you mix the yeah. right about of, yeah. of distilled water, and you squeeze it up your nose. And let me tell you, I mean, the number one thing that has... Kept my sinuses clear. I have terrible allergies. I have to have a HEPA filter, and yeah. I have to have the right humidifier. But you know, I was thinking to myself, why not do that? Because mm-hmm. it must burst the yeah. bacteria and fungi yeah. and stuff in my nose.
1: Okay, how does that compare to a bottle of chemical? Because you know, the, the store is yeah. full of it. Listerine. I've being heard Listerine one
4: is a good thing to do. Is that not true? Yeah, it has a xylitol in it, and xylitol is a, a natural sugar, kills bacteria. Oh yeah, um, but doesn't alcohol do it too? Yeah, I like the zero alcohol. I just yeah. I, I What's still, wrong with
2: alcohol in the mouth, even if you don't swallow it?
4: I'm afraid about <laughs> are free you radicals. Of those,
2: are you? Did you come from a dry town? No, no, no.
4: I
1: just alcohol, <laughs> they, had,
2: they had non-alcoholic yeah. listerine yeah. on the oh, shelf. Oh man,
4: you know, that's tell you something. People it, drink that stuff all the time. It, they it, when I was in dental oh, yeah? school, the professors at the end of the day, rather than swish and spit their Listerine... Yeah, they were swishing, and swallowing. They were swallowing. You do <laughs> not want to be in clinic at the end of the day. Yeah, I, At I, least alcohol, their breath was good. Yeah. Alcohol produces <laughs> free radicals. Okay. And I try to stay away from things like that. Yeah. I like salt because yeah. it's natural. Uh-huh. The osmotic pressure causes the bacteria to explode. Okay. But again, you know, we, we live in a world of... Uh, the most simplest thing that we can do. Yes. Yeah. You still gotta brush. Yes. Yeah. Even if it's a scrub technique. And you gotta floss. Yeah. And if you can't floss water pick?
2: How many cardiac patients do you get referred who are about to have valve replacements? Uh, I, I have a lot of patients who are getting this newfangled technique where the aortic valve is put in mm-hmm. on a stent through the leg and then some of them just have to have the chest cut open and the valve replaced. But people don't realize that your teeth, if they're in bad shape, you have a very high risk of getting that valve infected. And do you see uh, people
4: referred saying, look, fix this guy's mouth before we put a new valve in? It's interesting you say that. Uh Uh-oh. I've got more orthopedic surgeons wanting to be cleared before they did knee or hips. That's the other thing. You can get an infected knee and infected hip. Really? Prosthesis from this. But I haven't had a cardiologist call me up and say, Well, you, you
2: should. You know what they do, though? It's like my dad in the Navy. Yeah. They had dentists in the Navy on these ships. Yeah. You know what they did? I don't know. Every now and then you just pull your tooth, <laughs> and whether you needed it or not, they had nothing to do on these ships. And of course, back then, teeth were terrible. Okay. Right? okay.
3: Now so, you so, don't but, do but, that.
2: <laughs> no, but what, what happens a lot yeah. is instead of people sending them to, um, Macon to fix them first. Yeah. They just pull them all out. You just pull I can't, them out. I, I sent somebody for valve placement and they came back and you know they had no teeth. They were all gone. Yeah. And that's a good thing because they must have been so bad mm-hmm. that you know the bacteria get into the bloodstream mm-hmm. and next thing you
1: know it's settled on that valve and they're in real deep trouble. He is Dr. Franklin Weefald. We've got Dr. Macon Singletary with North Raleigh Periodontics here. Thank you. Do you only take people from North Raleigh?
2: Can you you come from South Raleigh? Come on in. East Raleigh? (laughs) No matter
1: what your accent, he'll take everybody. Oh, yeah. Well, Well, you
2: you know, he has the aristocratic Southern accent. There's a real big difference. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's it's good. It's mellifluous.
1: If if you're looking for um, somebody to do periodontic work, but well, to... you also do you do implants, right? Yes. Yeah. So once once it's once they're gone. Yeah. He
2: can put in the implant and those are awesome. I mean, I tell you of all the things that I've seen as a in my lifetime right. as an advance in in the teeth business and dental implants. Yeah.
1: Northraleighperio.com. Yes, sir. Yes. That's all right. It. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank Come you. Come back. All right, make oh, a like singletary. To make in here.
3: Love to. Thank
1: you're you. are listening to Heart Health Radio. We're going to talk about um a shot for cholesterol. We're going to talk about what is a heart attack and what's a panic attack and believe it or not, you're not going to believe this story. Uh-oh. Cannabis brain damage in teens may not be reversible. I just found this article. Yeah, I, I just I, saw this. You know,
2: somewhere in my mind, I remember you talking. About did it. I mention this before? Uh, I, I don't did know. mention
1: it before. Anyway, that's coming up on the show. This is Heart Health Radio.
4: Well, you know, you
0: make me want to my heels up and down. Throw my hands up and Throw my
3: head back and song. Come
1: on. You're now, listening to, to you Heart Health Radio. You're, you're stumped, aren't you? Don't have a shout-out. That's all right. Shout-out, Dr. Macon Singletary. You joined yeah, us lesson. I mean, yeah,
2: I will say this. Yeah. Um, I can't emphasize enough. Take care of your choppers. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, it's not just your teeth. It's, you know, your gums. Okay. You know, your teeth are great, but if your gums got to go, then there's nothing to hold your teeth in place.
1: So there's a fellow who's uh, apparently a government program to pass out crack pipes. Crank, I got mine. Crank pipe distribution to advance equity. Now it's a thirty million dollar program. Yeah. And I guess Those are my nice question pipes
2: too. They're they're from Shawarski, you know, the yeah. the crystal people. Really? Well, because you know, that would be unfair. Yeah, you want upscale if the upscale people had crystal pipes and you had a plastic one. Yes. I mean, that's just not right. I mean we have to be equal in this world. Yes. Yes. I it's can't just, believe this. They're giving out free crack pipes. That's just craziness.
1: I, now, my daughter sent away for um, the COVID test. She got them. She got a free COVID she test? She got a free COVID test. How many were in the pack? Oh, I don't know. There's a, it was a handful. Really? It was a handful. Wow. But I, I guess my question is, could you qualify for the free COVID tests and the free crack pipes? I guess. And in half a pound of government cheese?
2: And free marijuana.
1: Free marijuana. Because oh, they, they
2: want people to forget...
1: That's the recession. The other story. <laughs> cannabis Forget. had you heard about this no, cannabis I brain damage. Um,
2: I don't believe I have, but it doesn't surprise me. Um I tell you there are so many kids now yeah. who smoke marijuana twenty four seven. Yeah. I mean, it's, you talk about, you know, chain smoking cigarettes. Mm-hmm. But I know these college kids. And I'm telling you, they get up in the morning and they just start toking away and there are some studies now because this has been going on since the sixties sure that that there is a definite association it's we can't prove it's causal mm-hmm. yet, but a definite association be chronic marijuana use and dementia, and I think that you know people need to be aware that you know, smoking pot uh chewing it up in um, edibles, they call it, yeah. is a potential risk uh, for you know losing your mind, um, and oh. I think that it's it's I, I, what is it? I mean, why do want people feel why? Why do people want to just be high all the time?
1: All the time, I can't imagine.
2: I have I a can't patient imagine. whose name I will not mention. Yes. Who has to have a reefer, as they say? That's the other term reefer that's used in certain. Oh, you are in certain circles. You are really hep to the yeah, lingo. I'm a hep cat. But anyway, she <laughs> does something called hot boxing her car. Have you ever heard of that?
1: Yes, I have. Yes. So
2: what she does on the way to my office yes. is smoke so much, yeah, with the windows up, that then once she's you know used up her stash. Yeah, she can just breathe in the air in her car and stay high. The problem is, she comes into the office. Yes, and yes. I can't stay in the room very long because I get high. Right,
3: right. Well, and,
2: yeah, and you know, and what happens if I get my uh, random drug test
1: from the medical board?
2: Mm-hmm. I'm in deep doo doo.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because so, you've been standing next to me yeah. somebody.
2: Stop I'm, smoking all that stuff, people.
1: And I think that it, I mean, you know, it, what you do in your private life is your own concern please try to take everything in moderation is that fair to say the other thing is if you're in your car (laughs) and you're driving your car Maybe, you just maybe want to hold off and wait till you get home. Well, the other thing is if if a cop
2: notices yes. that your car is full of smoke.
1: Well, there's that too, he yes. Is
2: not, he or she is not going to assume that's a cigarette smoke. And the thing is, if yeah. you roll down your window when he, he asks you to, he's going to tell. Yeah. I right. mean, there's a distinct smell.
1: And this public service announcement brought to you by <laughs> this radio station and the Ad Council. Please don't do what those people do. All right we got more heart health radio coming up in just a little bit. Dr. Franklin Weefold on
0: WPTF. The following is a paid program, and the views expressed are those of the hosts and guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPTF or Curtis Media Group. Information provided is of a general nature. Listeners seeking specific advice should contact a licensed professional in the appropriate area. <laughs> Welcome to Heart Health Radio with board-certified cardiologist and internal medicine specialist, Dr. Franklin Weefall. Heart Health Radio. Heart Health Radio. Oh, oh, oh. HeartHealthRadio.com. Heart Health Radio. Heart Health Radio is meant for information purposes only. Before taking any action, talk to your doctor.
1: You can listen to us, of course, on the radio, but uh, at... uh what? Uh, HeartHealthRadio.com and uh, Apple Podcasts. Here's Dr. Franklin Weefault. How you doing, sir? Good, good, good. Uh, we're going to talk about a shot for cholesterol. Yes. Arteriosclerosis, panic t- panic attacks versus heart attacks. Yeah. I didn't know there was any overlap.
2: Oh, there's a bunch of overlap, but I, I want people to know sometimes you can't tell the difference really a lot of times people panic because they're having a heart attack and they think that they're having a panic attack when it's really something to panic about
1: yeah I want to talk to this hour about people versus COVID because you know something there's a strange thing that happened last week I tested positive I didn't I wasn't sick but I tested positive The reaction of the people around me was very strange.
2: Oh yeah, it's like it. it, it, It's not so much now anymore, but it's for the Democrats. I think it's it's a big thing. It's it's almost like you've done something wrong. No, you know it's your fault.
1: Nobody, (coughs) nobody stayed away from me. Really, nobody. You got a good family though. The the neighbor lady (laughs) came in from next door. She brought her kid. No, her grandchild. Uh huh nobody stayed away from me. was this like a chicken pox party no they weren't all trying to. well one of my family members sent my granddaughter in to give me a big smooch on the lips to get it and then no no not for her and then when running running off to another room gave her a smooch then sent her back in for another smooch yeah people are not considering this of course in the yeah. in omicron As being what it was before,
2: right? And and I think it's justly so. Um, Listen, people still die from Omicron. I know. It's it's you know the unvaccinated who have risk factors, right? And that's obesity, diabetes, heart disease, uncontrolled blood pressure, autoimmune diseases, um, cancer patients, and so yes. Listen, let's not poo-poo it for those individuals, right? but for the vast majority of healthy people omicron has been a a serious cold right you know and i have a a uh, staff member right now who has omicron and has been pretty sick um, right. you know respiratory problems throat right. really hurting headache to beat the man wow. and you know the the bottom line is she's doing fine uh, right. she's recovering I did prescribe her Paxlovid, which is the new Pfizer medication. Mm -hmm. And I think it definitely uh, quickened her recovery and reduced her symptoms. But let's not lie to each other. I mean, um, you should be vaccinated. You should be boosted. And if you have the risk factors I just talked about, and I'll say them again, autoimmune diseases, cancer, uncontrolled hypertension, diabetes, heart disease, morbid obesity... You need to be careful that you're the, exactly the person who needs to have the vaccine and who needs the booster shot and still yeah. needs to be careful. And by that, I mean don't go out unnecessarily. Right. Um, I think masks may reduce your risk slightly. Yeah. Um, and you know, don't hang out in groups of people who are um, at risk of infecting you. I don't think there should be mandates, um, Mm -hmm. but I think there should be uh, smart dates, which is you know stay at home, yeah, and and be very careful, even in this day of Omicron, if you are uh, risks, and especially if you don't want to get vaccinated. Right. I do understand um, with all the stuff that's on TV, all the stuff you hear on other shows, except ours. Right. Right. The other guys. Yeah. um, Why you would not want to get vaccinated? Did you know 30% of the anti-vaxxers, when they did a secret, you know, you don't have to really tell me right. your name, they're afraid of needles.
1: Well, there is that. Sure.
2: 30% who yeah. are vocal anti-vaxxers yeah. are really just afraid of needles. Okay. And now there's a huge thing to try and come out with a uh, nasal vaccine.
1: Yeah. Would yeah. you do that over a needle? Yeah, I guess if it worked. I wouldn't. I'll take anything as long as it works. Yeah. yeah. I'll, t- I'll stand in line twice. Honestly, to get whatever works. You know what really works
2: if you're afraid of needles? Yeah. And I can't remember the name of this spray. But you can ask your doctor. Of course, you can't ask me because I don't remember the name of it. That's right. But it's a cold spray. And it yes. it just, you know, really yes. puts a cold spray on the area. Yeah. And so your skin becomes oh, temporarily see. anesthetized. Sure. Yeah. And you zap it. The other thing you can ask him to do is uh, to put lidocaine jelly on.
1: Right.
3: Right. And
2: just let it sit there for 15 minutes, Right. and then it won't hurt as much.
1: Okay. Yeah. There is a shot for cholesterol, talking about injections.
2: You know, it's, it, there has been a shot for cholesterol around for now four or five years, and yeah. there was two of them. Uh, there was Pryolent, but for some reason that fell by the wayside. Uh, Repatha. I, I can't tell you enough about what a life-saving great drug that is. I take it myself. And it is a twice a week injection or right. they have this, you can, they have a special formulation where you can take it once a month Yeah, and it's called a PCSK9 inhibitor. It sounds like a big deal, but what this is, is a monoclonal antibody, just like, you know, the COVID monoclonal antibodies that, you know, sopped up the COVID uh, virus. These things prevent a protein, a natural protein in your body called PCSK9 that raises, when it's active, it raises your cholesterol level. So if you inactivate it, your cholesterol level goes down. I won't go into the exact mechanism because it's kind of complicated. But anyway, if you have no PCSK9 like this one girl did, she was the uh, patient number one mutant. You're 26 years old, healthy as a horse, and horses, in my mind, are not healthy. That's what ruined, bankrupted me as a sick horses my ex had. But anyway, healthy, but had a cholesterol three, an LDL cholesterol three. Which is so. They sent low. her to, they thought she had cancer. And that was the old wives' tale. And they sent her to a heart center and they yeah. found out she did not have this protein called PCSK9. She just didn't have it. Okay. Mutant. And so they made this monoclonal antibody to knock out PCSK9, and it worked. Yeah. So if you've had a heart attack, one of those big ones, you had to have a stent or you're yeah. going to die, now Repath has been shown to prevent another heart attack. But not only that, it lowers your cholesterol. I mean, mine's 11, Yeah. and my blockages have almost disappeared. Yes. And it works. Okay. Well, now another company has come out, Novartis. Yeah, yeah. With a different technique. Heard of them, yeah. It's called RNA interference. Now, what does that mean? You know that the mRNA vaccines, they use a chemical called ribonucleic acid that is what your um, cells use to create proteins. Yes. So the RNA gets into your cell, it creates the spike protein, yeah. and then you form an immune response to it. Yeah. Well, you can interfere with the RNA. Little teeny-weeny... Um, Uh, pieces of RNA that will bind to it and prevent it from happening okay it's called an RNA interference yeah well they developed this RNA interference to PCSK9 sure so instead of taking a monoclonal antibody which beats down the PCSK9 protein you take this interference RNA gets into your cells and prevents your own cells from producing Pcs canine to begin with, so you don't have any, just yeah. like that mutant. Yeah. Okay, so it's once every six months. And is it good? It's great. It works. But right, here's now, the kicker.
1: And what? What? A Ten 000. 000 no, a thousand dollars. Four
2: thousand dollars. dose. Now right. here's the kicker. Sure. Okay. The doctor has to give it to you, even though. It is a teeny-weeny little pen. Yeah. That t- it's, it's the same mechanism of injection yeah. as the Rapatha. But they've set it up on this system where you have to come into the doctor's office, yeah. have him or, her, him or her give you the shot yeah. for $4,000. I
1: see doctor him or her every week.
2: And guess what? Yeah. The but. doctor has to buy it from Novartis. And then has to charge you and/or your insurance company, and get paid back. So this this rep from Novartis said, "Yeah, it's real easy. Okay, sign here, and we'll bill you four thousand bucks. And when you pay me, I'll send you the drug. And then you get the patient, you give them the shot, and then you wait to see if the insurance company will actually pay for it." I got a cut. That is the worst model I have ever heard of.
1: I got a cousin selling fentanyl. Yeah, I can it's tell you. It's the same deal.
2: I can tell you right now, I ain't doing it.
1: I yeah. ain't doing it. Yeah, okay.
2: Because they have a drug that works. It's called Repatha. Okay. It works. And you know, listen, it used to be an arm and a leg. It was $1,500 a dose when it came out. Yeah. So that was $4,000 for a year. And they, I told them, lower the price to 400 bucks. And you'll have so many prescriptions, you won't know what to do. And they I, did. I think... But three, $4,000 for me to shell out to them and then hope an insurance company, a patient's insurance company would pay me for that. Yeah. That's the worst business model I've ever heard of in my life.
1: $4,000 is one injection? One, one injection. One treatment.
2: One injection. And yeah. it takes, I don't know, 10 seconds? Yeah. <laughs> and you could... Listen... If you give yourself an insulin shot, yeah if you give yourself for a path a shot, you can do this yourself.
1: I do, I, I gave myself two shots today and, and you know, two really shots today. really great
2: It's yeah. really great. You know it's come to your uh, office because it's delivered by um, a one of those uh, trucks what's it called? Brinks 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 security will deliver it and then there's two guys with guns yes who are walking into your office to make sure nobody steals it because it's worth four thousand bucks
1: and there's one guy who's got a machine gun and he's in a (laughs) turret and he's on the top he's spinning around yeah that is the most ridiculous thing oh
2: i i tried to tell novartis why are they doing it this way they're not going to get any business well they're just not and you know the drug works I don't know really if it's better to get this every six months or whether it's better to give yourself, you know, your own Repatha. But, yeah. you know, um, I've not had very many patients uh, refuse to do the injection because it doesn't hurt. The needle is so small. Right. It feels like, you know, maybe a, a baby kiss on your neck that your wife gives you yeah. before you go to bed. Okay. You know?
1: Well, listen to this. It's fun sometimes. Dr. Weefall does something that no other doctor has done in front of me ever? Uh, come on now, you—that was a secret. He, he talks money. He talks about you know, and and there's there's things going on. I assume behind the scenes with my other doctors, but they never discuss anything like you know. Well, yeah, gotta... in
2: America, you're not supposed to talk about money, right? Okay, and but, there's the because you're a money grubber. Well, I can tell you right now, everybody needs to know about money. Needs to know about the money that's in the healthcare system, right? Because it's huge. And, and there's a lot of shenanigans going on around about money in the healthcare system. And
1: we're going to talk about somebody who's making out like, like crazy. Oh, yeah. I mean, really crazy. If you knew... That this was, two years ago, if you knew this was going to bust out, you would have gone to school and done this. Yes. And that, you'd be making so much money. I'll tell you that.
2: You'd want to be a dermatologist. It
1: may be too late for you for this bubble in the market. We'll talk about that coming up. This is Heart Health Radio. You're listening to Heart Health Radio on the Heart Health Radio Network. And, of course, FM 98.5 and AM 680, WPTF. Telephone number 919-860-9783. Do we have somebody for fake yeah. news? Yeah, What's yeah, that? Okay, so
2: San Francisco. Yeah? Most liberal city in the world, right? I've heard. I mean, they want homeless people to live in their city. They have an open-season If you're homeless, come live with us. Here's the problem. No. That they're living in horrid conditions. There are needles everywhere. Uh, There's uh, human uh, excrement uh, everywhere. Mm -hmm. So what did the mayor say? You guys are so nice and so liberal and you care about people and you've got large homes.
3: Ah. So
2: you've got a spare bedroom. Bring in a homeless person. Yes. And guess What? What? It's just incredible how mad as heck yeah. these people are. How dare the mayor. Yeah. This is the government's job. I don't want these people in my home. And so I mean, come on. All if right. you really believe that we should care for the homeless, right. why don't you care for the homeless? And they won't.
1: Uh, okay. They won't. I'm gonna it feels like Jane Jane Curtin and Dan Aykroyd for what a I moment. Do? What did I say wrong? I'm gonna say pint. Point, counterpoint. Okay. I don't want them in my home either. Right. And I'm a I'm a genuinely giving person. Okay. But I have grandkids and I'm right. not, you know. No, but I understand that. Yeah, I vet but then everybody. But why
2: are you so pro, not you, but yeah, why yeah, yeah. are these people, these liberal, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, save the planet mm-hmm. and um, care for the homeless and they won't do it themselves? Right. That's what I'm saying. In other words, be... If you're gonna be like this, yeah. then why don't you contribute your to this to solving the problem yourself?
3: Well, th- and, you yes. know
2: th- there are. Listen, there are billionaires who are left wing, mm-hmm. and they gave away all their money mm-hmm. to charity. Mm. That's great. They are being, um, uh, you know, frankly, good people, right? Um, but don't be a rich liberal if you're not willing to chip in. But
1: you know. If you're
2: not willing to chip in yourself. Yeah. You know, don't don't espouse how great you are by loving, you know, the homeless and wanting to do everything if you won't give them a room in your
1: house. In your house. Okay.
2: All right. Now, I do my bit. This is, you know, everybody says to me, okay, yeah. you're a rich cardiologist once you give your money away.
1: Oh, you should. I. Yeah. Th-
2: that's true. Yeah. You know, I have people who say that. What I do is 10% free. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, I have people who have no money and, you know, I used to do it even more, uh, but you know, it's illegal for me to do it for Medicare patients. Oh, I didn't know If I don't try to collect that Uh, 20%, then I'm illegally giving them a discount and I could go to jail for that. But I can now give free care. Okay, and I have been ten percent. So that's my contribution right. to society. So don't get mad at me because I don't have a homeless person in my spare bedroom.
1: i I don't have a homeless person in my spare bedroom either, and i I think we're gonna keep it that way. okay as as, as much as we would as much as I care about people who do not have a home, right. I would also want to say that giving them a room in somebody else's home, does not actually well, I'll give it. room in it. your house. No, it doesn't actually solve it because, believe it or not, if you start doing that, more people will move into that town. Yeah. To, to, you will still have the same problem. Right. It's, it's the law of unintended consequences. Right. But right. what do
2: you think? Is, but see, in San Francisco, they're coming in because they're allowed just to do whatever they want in the town.
1: Right. Right. I understand. Yeah. All right. Travel nurses are making a lot of money. Oh, my gosh. How much money happened?
2: Okay, so what really happened? um, A lot of nurses quit because of COVID stress. Right. So they had these empty slots. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so there have always been travel nurses. Um, Travel nursing is when you work for a company. Right. And then this company contracts with a hospital that needs nursing care and they can't hire nurses themselves because of a shortage. Sure. Well, they pay. Literally, through the nose. So you're going to get a nurse now and $55, $60 an hour for an ICU nurse, and they deserve every dime. Yes, yes, they should. Okay. But the travel nurses are making $100 an hour.
3: Oh,
2: And so when, I mean, I live in a very nice apartment building. Yeah. And over the summer, um, during the height of the COVID delta wave, um, I went to the pool and there were these very nice, uh, nurses in bikinis that I had yes. never seen before. And they were sipping mint tulips yes. and talking about yes. living the life of Riley. Yes. And basically, they got a free apartment in okay. my building, Yeah, a free car. Yeah. And for three months, they were contracted to work at this hospital in the ICU. Right. And it was 12 hours shifts, three of them uh, a week. And then they have four days off to sit and lounge at the pool and drink mid Now, when they worked, yes. it was tough. Okay? They sure, were in yeah. COVID centers, ICUs. But I can't imagine being a nurse who stayed at, say, Rex or Wake right, right. and made their salary. right, And then some other nurse comes in making sometimes twice their salary. Wow. And so what would happen? What would you do if you were that nurse? If I was the nurse, and you had a job offer from a travel company, oh, I
1: would quit and do the travel thing. Right, and so it was a,
2: it was a self fulfilling prophecy. It was a, a you know a, a, um, what's that called? Revolving door. Sure. And so the more they hired travel nurses who would chat at lunch breaks about how much money they were making, right,
1: and sip mint juleps at your pool, at my pool. Yeah,
2: very nice women. I'm I'm not saying that only nurses are only women are nurses. I just didn't meet any male travel nurses. Right, right, right. But I mean, the male nurses are fantastic. I'm sure the trans nurses are fantastic. But what I'm trying to say is, is that it's become a really big problem. Yeah. And I don't know how they're going to solve it when every nurse is a travel nurse. Right. And when we call them travel nurses, because they fly to Chicago. uh, There was three from San Diego. Two from Chicago, one from Seattle, and another one from Bangor, Maine, believe it or not. How can that be efficient? Oh, it's efficient for the companies. Because remember, if the nurses are making $100 an hour, mm-hmm. the company's making 150 an hour and oh, yeah. giving the nurse only part of it. So great nurses. Uh, I yeah. love nurses. They are the, the backbone along with the technicians right. and along with the nurse assistants, along with the custodial people they they're the backbone of that hospital of hospital right but it's becoming a real big problem and i don't know how hospital budgets are not going to be busted over this because it's huge it's a huge problem
1: okay i just uh i want to ask because yeah. i i sort of know yeah did they have to buy their own mint juleps uh, no. or did frank no that was part of their contract
2: no, I, I don't mean, know how
1: to make a mint julep. Uh, no, no, I'm if just somebody, thinking you're— Here,
2: I'm going to Google it. How do you? What's in a mint yeah, julep? You, you, were, know.
1: you were at the pool Googling uh, it, I would give trying them, to find no, some place to deliver co- mint juleps. I would
2: give them a Coca-Cola. Okay? You would? All right. I would give them but of course, they'd all want Diet Cokes.
1: Right? You could tell. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm, again, this is a peek behind the curtain yeah. in the medical field. Yeah. Doctor Weefall talked chatting up the nursing,
4: nurses.
2: They deserve every dime they get. Absolutely. I'm not I'm not saying No. that it's too much money. I, no, 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 no. I mean they they deserve every dime they get. They're on the front line. They're How? exposing themselves and their family. This, but it's just a revolving door. If somebody comes in yeah. to take a slot as a travel nurse yeah. and they tell another nurse who's working there Oh no! much lower salary. She's going to become a
1: traveler. Right. All right. We're going to talk about panic attacks versus heart attacks coming up next on Heart Health Radio.
0: Now back to Heart Health. Have a question for Dr. Weefald? Call 919-860-9783. At telephone number
1: 919-860-9783, this is Heart Health Radio. Dr. Weefald. I have had a panic attack yeah. once in my life.
2: What was going on? Can you give me the details?
1: I think it had to do with job. It had to do with, I was a genuine concern about an actual uh-huh. thing that was possibly going to happen. Yeah. I was going to get fired. You know, for a guy with three kids, I was concerned about it. But oh, yeah. I was just, I was almost shut down to the point where I couldn't walk. Yeah. It and it felt like I had the, one. I, the, I had a panic attack. You
2: did? Yeah. This is when I was. Uh, uh, second-year resident. Right. And when I had to do all myself, I never really worried. Right. But then when I was supervising, and oh, an intern, yeah. I was just so afraid I was going to make a mistake. Right. And one day I just sat down at the nurse's station. Right. And just my heart was racing. I started sweating. I thought I was having a heart
1: attack. Right. Literally. And... A lot of people have a confusion about one. Be- and,
2: and this is what I want to say. Don't just assume it's a panic attack. Right. Um, if, I, I got this article from Very Well Health. Uh, it's a website. And I think it's a wonderful article. Mm-hmm. The difference between a panic attack and a heart attack. And what they do is they list the symptoms of a heart attack, right? All right. Uh, chest discomfort. God, yeah. Feeling of doom or dying.
0: Oh, yeah. well, yeah. And
2: palpitations.
0: That's heart attack.
2: Now, what are the list of symptoms in a panic attack? Chest discomfort. Yeah. Fear of doom or dying. Oh, yeah. And palpitations. Now, you ever seen those when you were a kid, the Venn diagram? Yes. You, know, you have a circle for yes. one thing. Yes. And a circle for the other thing. I and do. then there's the intersection. Yeah, the, the football. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I have um, lots of patients who come to see me and they say, I'm having panic attacks. I say, oh, bup, 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 bup. describe your symptoms. Yeah, And they describe them. And lo and behold, they were trying to have a heart attack, not a panic attack. Now, I'm not saying that if you're 26 years old and you're under emotional stress mm-hmm. and, and all of a sudden you feel sweaty and your heart's racing and you're a great deal of anxiety, yes, that's that more than likely a panic attack. Right. But if you have risk factors for heart disease, you know, you're 70, yep. diabetic, mm-hmm. hypertensive, etc. don't poo-poo those symptoms. Don't no, just no, no. grab a paper bag and start breathing into it. Did you ever... were yeah,
4: you ever told I, that?
2: The reason why you're supposed to do that is it raises the carbon dioxide levels and apparently helps you calm down. I don't know if that's it's true or not, but always be aware yeah. that the symptoms of a panic attack could be the symptoms of a heart attack and vice versa. Right. And there's no reason not to seek medical care. There's no such thing as a false alarm.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Everybody thinks, well, you know, the doctor in the emergency room is so busy now with COVID patients, he's not going to want to deal with me. Right. I don't think any really good doctor is going to poo-poo the symptoms. Mm-hmm. Okay? They're going to say, look- you know, describe to me what's going on. You know, let's see if this is the heart or if you're having an emotional, you know, peak symptom disorder right. and just get it straightened down because you don't want to take any risks. And, you know, the other thing is, is this is negative connotation of a panic attack, like you can't handle the truth, you right. know? Right, right, right. Come on now. These panic attacks are physical manifestations of 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 psychological trauma right and there is the the brain body connection and it's a real thing it's a physical illness and it has to be treated as such and don't be embarrassed if it turns out that it was a panic attack that's a real medical condition right and you may not need medicines for it Mm -hmm. um you may need you know uh some psychological counseling you may need what we call cognitive behavior analysis, where you realize it's coming on and you have ways of of using uh, cognitive uh, thoughts yeah. to calm yourself down. But it's real, and it's important right. to know that there is a great overlap between symptoms of a panic attack and a heart attack.
1: Right. There, you remember David Brinkley? Who? David Brinkley. Yeah, from Huntley Brinkley Report. Yeah. David Brinkley... Was doing a broadcast with another another reporter, and of course, when you're working with David Brinkley, you're not working with him. You just show up that day, and he's ready, and you're ready. And good night, Chet. Good night, David. Mr. Mr. Brinkley, I'm just so I'm just so nervous being with you and doing the show. He looks over and he says to her, "What are you afraid of? All they can do is fire you." Think about that. We've we, my whole family has got that story down. Yeah. Here's the thing: all they can do is fire you. Well, yeah. All they can do is they can't make your dog not like you. Yeah. They they really can't do so many other bad things. Right. Sometimes you got it's not looking on the happy part. Yeah. You know, cheer up, Buck. You know, just you know, buck up, buddy. That's not that doesn't work. Yeah. Take the worst thing that could possibly happen today, What's the worst
2: that could happen?
1: It would be something to do with my health or somebody yeah. else's health. Yeah. Not a job thing.
2: Yeah, I guess. Although
1: so many people have problems like this. Yeah. Associated with job or relationship. You got to just say, hey. Well, but the other thing,
2: it, 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 yes, you have to have that sort of cognitive. That That's exactly what cognitive behavior modification is. Is you use you step outside yourself, right? And you use logic, right? And you say, okay, what's the worst going to happen? But that doesn't mean that's going to work all the time. Oh, I know. And and seek out, um, you know, psychological help. I mean, right. let me tell you, I had the best therapist. Um, she was uh, wonderful to me after a real period of job stress. I right. mean, um. When I had that, uh, Cheryl Daniels, her name, and she is now retired, so you can't have her. Right. <laughs> but I'm telling you, mental health yeah. professionals
3: yeah.
2: should should be looked upon as godsend mm-hmm. because they can really straighten you out and really help you realize what's the worst that can happen. Right. But it's also, you know, sorting through all these bad thoughts and and realizing. Um, some of the problems you have are physical. There's a connection problem in the neurons in your brain. You have a brain disease. Yeah. But also how you can step out of your side of yourself and look at what you're um, dealing with and, and work towards solutions. But it's not like the training they have is not going to help you. It's It's specifically designed. Right. To, to work its way through the issues and get to the, you know, the heart of the matter, the meat of the situation.
1: And you found that there's a connection or you've read an article where there's a connection between atrial fibrillation, right. which as we all know, is an electrical misfiring and right. the top part of your heart. Right. We all know that because yeah. we've listened to this show before. Yeah.
2: So the electricity is just going haywire at the top part. It's going all over the place. Your heart's pounding. Uh, the clots are forming they because the blood's not flowing right. breaks off and goes to the brain has a stroke. but guess what it's connected to I don't know Depression yeah and so depression it's a brain illness. Uh, there are there's a lack of appropriate neurotransmitters inside the brain. The brain's just not firing on all cylinders or the cylinders are misfiring yeah but what happens? the stress in your body from anything from mm-hmm. lack of sleep, from, you know, uh, being scared by a burglar Yeah. Uh, in Israel. It was when the Scud missiles were falling. Right. Um, the adrenaline and other stress hormones, cortisol, mm-hmm. skyrocket in your bloodstream. And that adrenaline can pound on the heart. And the heart is a organ that's susceptible to adrenaline. If you're going to fight or flight, right. a tiger is at the door. Yeah. And your, your body has to get stronger and the heart has to beat harder in order to either fight the tiger or run away. Yep. That leads to AFib. And so your risk of AFib is so much greater if you are depressed. And your risk of a heart attack from the same mechanism, this adrenaline, this stress hormone, cortisol, they all can cause adverse effects. That is another reason to get help if you're depressed, right? don't be afraid. Do something. Help your neighbor if you see your neighbors depressed. There shouldn't be any negative connotations about seeking help for mental health issues. Yeah. It's a positive. It's a positive. If you're feeling depressed, if you have other mental health issues, your friend should say, and hopefully will say, great, let me help you. Yeah. We're gonna get this under control. But you're also going to prevent strokes and heart attacks and AFib and other things by getting this problem licked. And you can do it by medicine, by psychological counseling, by listening to music. There are all sorts of major things you can do to help yourself out of depression. Yeah. But getting help with a mental health professional is just going to be a wonderful thing for you to do.
1: Before we move on, I do want to ask. Yeah. Because we've talked about AFib, which we all know yeah. from listening to this show is hmm. an electrical uh, misfiring in yeah. the top part of the heart, not the bottom part, top part of the heart can lead to, to strokes and some clotting uh, yeah. problems. It is funny. I, I don't know how a toilet works, but I know what AFib is. Well, I you know th- what you I know mean? Know what, uh, from this show, somebody, I know what AFib somebody is.
2: Somebody once told me yeah. that if you understand how a toilet flushes, yeah. you understand the heart.
1: It's true. We'll talk about that. Okay. Here's the thing. AFib. Yeah. What's it feel like?
2: Sometimes, and this is the amazing thing, Mm. you don't know. Really? You don't feel it. Uh, Most of the time, people say their heart is beating irregularly. Mm -hmm. And it's it's irregularly irregular. What does that mean? If your heart's irregular, it can beat like this. So it's fast. Yeah. And it's not beating in a normal fashion, but it's a regular okay. abnormality. A fib, if you feel it and most people do, it's called irregularly irregular. What does that mean? It means there's so much chaotic electrical activity on the top that it can't beat in an organized fashion. So, a fib sounds like this. It's yeah. irregularly irregular, and it can be fast, and most often when it first starts, it can be fast. Now, my ex-wife had a stroke. Right. She had never had in her whole life a palpitation, and uh-huh. by a, a palpitation is what we say, the sensation of an irregular heartbeat, Yeah. never. Yep. So she had the stroke, thank God, she had wonderful medical care, they went in, they sucked out the clot, and she had a full recovery. And I said, make sure your doctor puts a monitor on you. And she said, why? I've never felt an irregularity. Right. Within half an hour of that monitor being on AFib. Really? Yeah. And so they treated her and she's on Eliquis, which is a great medicine to prevent clots. Right. I don't like to use the word blood thinner because everybody says, doctor, I'm cold. Yeah. My blood's too thin. No, no, no. Yeah. It doesn't thin out your blood. It's like a paint thinner. And all it does is prevent clots from forming more easily. But AFib, if you've had a stroke, don't right. go without getting a monitor. Right, And I'm talking about a one month monitor because sometimes the AFib is so rare But mm-hmm. even if you have only one episode of asymptomatic AFib once a month, you're still at a higher risk for stroke. Okay. And so now she's gonna be fine. They got the AFib under control and she's on an anticoagulant and the risk of stroke is very small. But AFib, it's a huge thing now because we didn't realize before mm-hmm. how many people have it and are
1: asymptomatic. They don't feel it. Can I diagnose that kind of thing just for myself with the with that finger thing, the, the oxygen meter? It can be a it beats, um, possibility. It, it blinks when I right. a heartbeat goes. If it's right?
2: if it's regular, yeah, great. If you see it blinking irregularly, yeah, could be that it's not working right.
1: Okay, all right, okay. No, that's
2: fine. Or that you you decided to keep your fingernail polish on. I'm just saying. Yeah, just no. saying. But get that checked out. Now, okay. you know what's coming along what? that's even better now than it was before is the Apple Watch. Yeah. I'm telling you, I've had, I don't know, 10 people this year, uh, well, I mean, in the last year, yeah, who've come in and said, look, my Apple Watch said there was something wrong. Ah. And there was something wrong. Either AFib or what we call SVT, uh, which is an organized rapid heartbeat, um, or they were too slow. Need a yeah. pacemaker. Now the Apple Watch started out, um, you know, saying that we can diagnose your AFib. It's not hundred percent accurate. So the absence of the AFib right. doesn't mean you don't have it. It can't sometimes sure. just not pick it up. But the presence of the AFib, I found. Maybe 60 percent of the time, it's right, and right. that's a pretty high rate. Yeah, you know, if it doesn't stick to your skin well, yeah, you're going to get some what we call artifact, where it's just because the skin and the metal of the eye watch. No, it's not the eye watch; it's called the Apple Watch. Apple Watch. Yeah. I keep calling it the eye watch, but anyway, it doesn't connect really well, so you have a little bit of electrical <laughs> blah 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 blah. But if your I- Apple Watch.
1: Gives you a warning.
2: <laughs> Go ahead, and get it checked out. It's if, you're,
1: if your iWatch goes off, or if you're on faceplate one night <laughs> face and you, you see some picture, isn't that, that you called faceplant? Yeah, something <laughs> like that. And it, you know, just get on. Why Prodigy. do I call it the
2: iWatch? Well, because iPhone, you know, because you're a boomer. IMac
1: you're a boomer. That's and why iWatch. And you miss. Cassette why did they tapes. call it the iWatch? I have no idea. You miss cassette tapes. And eight tracks. I know you do. Absolutely. This is Heart Health Radio on the Heart Health Radio Network.
4: Well, you know you make me want my heels up and Throw my hands up and song, my head back and Come on now. Don't to
1: say you will. This is Heart Health Radio on the Heart Health Radio Network. Ordinarily, we shout out somebody who's done a wonderful thing or done some great stuff. We just got nobody.
2: Well, I mean, it's not that nobody needs to be shouted out. I tell you who I'm going to shout out. Who are you going to shout out? Rand Paul. Yeah? Yeah, you know, the more, I used to think he was a little out there as Uh a libertarian. Yeah. But maybe it's because I'm getting old and cranky. But as far as the COVID stuff goes, okay, he was branded uh, as spreading misinformation about natural immunity, okay? What does that mean? It means that if you had COVID, like he did, he mm-hmm. had COVID early on, even before their vaccines,
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, that natural immunity should be counted as immunity. Yes. In other words, why should it be, you, only the vaccinated show up at my restaurant, why not the people who have had COVID? Yeah. Well, guess what? What? He's right. Natural immunity has been found to be stronger than vaccinated immunity. Okay. The study was done in England, and they were either vaccinated or infected patients that were followed. Right. And the, the previously infected patients had a lower risk of not only getting infected, but a right. lower risk of hospitalization, a lower risk of death, than the ones who were vaccinated. Right. So, you know, people need to understand that it's not what we don't know that hurts us. Yeah. It's what we know mm-hmm. that isn't so. Okay. And Rand Paul was right. And the other thing was spreading misinformation was those of us who felt the most likely source of the COVID pandemic was the Wuhan Viral Institute. Right. If we said that back in March of 2020, yes, or even March of 2021, we'd be taken off of YouTube yeah. as spreading misinformation. Yes. And if we had said that natural immunity was as good as vaccinated immunity, we'd be taken off of YouTube. Right. So just remember, you know, a guy like Rand Paul, he may be a politician. Yeah. He may have a fancy hairdo. Have you noticed his hairdo? He does have a nice hair. He has lovely hair. Um, But uh, we need to take him seriously. Uh, And, you know, everybody says, oh, he's picking on Fauci. Well, you know what? Um, I think some of these guys... Uh, need to have their um, their balloons burst. Can and I he's go... He's a balloon burster. He is. He you. is.
1: Very good. He's a balloon burster. Can I go out on a limb here and yeah. tell you that I want to shout out to Canadian truckers? Yeah. I You know, I am
2: I have mixed feelings about the Canadian truckers. Everybody does, yeah. Uh, okay. Let me t- let me give you an example yeah. of why I have mixed feelings about the Canadian trucker. <clears throat> when I lived in Clayton, once a year, once a year they had a mass... Uh, garage sale. Everybody yeah. sold something out of the garage. Yeah. yeah, and I got called in on an emergency case. Yeah, and guess what happened? You couldn't get. I that. couldn't get out of my out of my place. Yeah, because the cars were jam packed. Yeah, they could. You couldn't move. You know, I, I, I didn't want to drive on somebody's lawn uh, because there were cars lining the road anyway.
1: Amen. So yeah. what
2: I think is happening in Canada is the protests are a good thing. Okay, but they can be taken a little too far. Yes. And I think that we have to be aware. Now, do I think it would have been bad if they surrounded, you know, the, the what's it called in Ottawa, the Parliament Building? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but they're backed up on the freeways. Yeah. And it's true, ambulances cannot get through. Right. And the other thing is people are being laid off. Right. At the auto factories. Yep. Because there's no parts coming in. Yep. There are no, excuse me, there is no part. There are no parts coming in. So let's hear your side of it, because I do have feelings about what they're protesting. Right. And that is vaccine mandates for everybody,
1: including those who've already had the infection. That's crazy. Right. Go ahead. Canadian truckers are protesting a lot of rules, but in Canada, a trucker... Who's traveled to the United States, he's driven through Chicago, picked up a load, taken it to, to Canada. Not only does he need to be vaccinated, but he's got to be quarantined for a period of time, which is ridiculous. Yeah. He hasn't touched anything. He's he's <sighs> just loaded up his truck and then it's gone. Right. So what's happening and it's happening gonna happen here is that it's gonna be rough, but it's gonna be direct. Right. People are going to tell you, we don't want the masks anymore. We don't want you to pretend that you can tell me that I have to get a shot in order to work at my job. Right. They are going to say that loudly and roughly. Right. And it will not be pretty. No. And yes, the ambulances won't get through. They're clogging up roads that I, th- I thought, no, there's no way to do this. And there's talk of a, a United States version going across the country and ending up in D.C. Now, there are a lot of people on the news who are calling this an insurrection. And, you know, they're just using the biggest words they can find. It's a protest. It's very rough.
2: Okay. And, and you know, again. Yeah. Talk about, you know, they're, they're calling them terrorists, Right, I've okay, heard that what right. happened in the inner cities in the summer? Yes. And yes. that was okay. That kind of protest was okay. That's you right. Burn down the Walmarts. Right. That's okay. But park your your 18-wheeler on the highway. You're a terrorist. Now, I do understand <laughs> what people are saying. I just, from my own personal experience, yeah, I worry that... People may die. I, it's not been proven that they're going to die. And People may die because the yeah. ambulances can't get through. It is true that people are being laid off right. from their jobs That's at right. auto factories, etc. I, I hope they can find a way to work around this issue right. and get their protests out. And I feel for them. I do. But I, I think, also feel for everybody else.
1: I think both of us are too open-minded. We I should don't know. be I got a close
2: mind we about We should a lot be of
1: more pig-headed about this I gotta, so that we can accomplish something. What are you closed-minded about? Uh
2: donuts. i right, I'm closed-minded about yes. people who endanger others. I I, I just right. there's no way you can justify endangering
1: another life. I, no matter what you do. You're you absolutely know? I'm closed-minded about that. Okay. Our Omicron, our, our numbers are down. The case numbers are yeah, but down in North very Carolina. Fast,
2: very, I was wrong about some, one thing. What's that? There were a lot of deaths from Omicron. But the, I think what you'd really have to understand, I'm looking at this now, the peak number of daily cases were about a million. A million a day. Yeah. Now, from the first wave, it was 250,000 a day. From the second wave, Delta, 164. Right. So maybe five times as many cases and if you look at the number of deaths per day the highest for the United States was 3,000 and that was in the the heights of the second alpha we're,
1: we're pretty close to yeah. the end here
2: and then it was 2,000 for the delta and it's now about 2,500 so more deaths but a much lower rate of death
1: right right so I just think the world is going to change in the next couple of weeks. Everybody, fasten your seatbelts. We've got an interesting world going on. We are going to be a part of it. This is Heart Health Radio. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts or at hearthealthradio.com. Of course, WPTF.com. We'll see you next week.